The Okie Geek Podcast is brought to you by Okie Comics, a bi-monthly anthology publication showcasing the talents of Oklahoma creators with stories featuring Oklahoma. Copies are available at Half Price Books, Edmund Unplugged, Loot and XP, Boarding House, Paseo Plunge, Museum of Osteology, Commonplace Books, as well as your favorite comic book store and nearest library. You can find out more locations and more information at okiecomics.com. Greetings and salutations, my fellow geeks, and welcome to episode 192 of the Okie Geek Podcast, brought to you by Okie Comics. I'm Michael Cross. Reptile enthusiasts are heading to the State Fair Park this coming weekend. Repticon, a reptile show and sale which travels across the U.S., is taking place on November 16th and 17th in the Hobbies Arts and Crafts Building. One of the exhibitors at this weekend's Repticon is the Oklahoma City Herpticult... I knew I was going to get this herpetological and invertebrate society. One of its members is Austin Harris, who is joining us. Austin, welcome to the show. Hi, thanks for having me. Austin, tell me, okay, so uh, we were just talking before we went on about uh, your collection of, mm-hmm. of creatures. Love, yeah. tell, what, what do you have? Um, I've got a lizard, uh, Indonesian blue tongue skink. I've got over 30 different species of tarantula, about six different species of scorpion. I've got a western hognose, a California king snake, and 14 different colorations of ball python. How big is your house? (laughs) My house is a four-bedroom. Yeah, so you've got plenty of room for Mm -hmm. each one of them. How much does it take to to put something like this together? It it doesn't really take much. It Really, you just got to know what you're doing for... Mm -hmm. Me, most people, they'll go with 40-gallon tanks. Um, those are sometimes too pricey for someone. Even a tub will do some, just as good. M- drill holes in it, make that ventilation, make sure it's got not substrate, water dish, a hide, and it'll do just fine in a mm-hmm. tub. You don't have to spend hundreds of thousands of dollars to make anything super fancy. Right, because it's just an animal; it doesn't know. But you've also, but then you've got to worry about diet. I'm guessing. Mm-hmm. So you got to teach yourself how to, how how did you teach yourself about what what diet and how to how to take care of them? Uh, well, with me, mine was mostly uh, research online, YouTube videos. I've pr- started my interest in snakes since I was probably three. My first snake was mm-hmm. a little baby ball python. I've raised it up, but. Really, with the diet, it's really just knowing where your snake, co- uh, where your food comes from, w- what you're feeding it. Obviously, you're, you want to make sure when you, especially with my spiders, I know before I feed any of them crickets, I'll do what's called gut loading. I'll feed uh, those crickets, I'll feed them dog food, calcium, vegetables, anything to fatten them up. Mm-hmm. Make sure that spider gets any of the nutrients it needs. With the rats, it's really just knowing where you are. Most people feed mice. A lot of people prefer rats. They're more bulkier, going to provide more food for your snake. So you have to actually, so so it's easier for you just to raise the the creatures for your snakes rather than going and buying them. Yes and no. Like at Repticon, there are vendors there for very decent, for very small prices. You can buy a lot compared to going to, a pet store because I know here in Oklahoma the only pet store off the top of my head is Alligator Alley. Mm. That's really the only one I can think of that sells 
rats and mice in different sizes, but you know, me at 16 snakes, it's it cost me almost a hundred bucks to feed all my snakes. Right. So it's just easier to just have them breed and, and take care of it. For some, own, yeah. yeah. It, it, you are going to have to put some, a decent amount of money forward. I've raised rats before once. It was not very easy because you've always got to worry about your females and making sure that you have, don't put two males together with a female. Mm-hmm. You said you have a bearded dragon, is that right? I've raised them before. Mm-hmm. My brother actually has one right now, a little baby one. Um, hopefully sometime next week, I'm actually going and picking up a uh, little female leatherback. Wow. And what's, it, what, what do, what's, what's the difference? With bearded dragons, you're, they're going to want it more hot. Mm-hmm. Not so much humidity. They're going to want it hot around 90-ish degrees some you're going to want the basking spot about 120 they like it really hot wow yeah certainly they're they're desert dwellers so they're yeah that and uh you've got to get uvbs on them sunlight that's going to help keep them real healthy unlike your snakes and everything they're they're omnivores you're going to kind of want to balance diets of insects and vegetables greens fruits, anything. My Indonesian blue tongue, she gets super worms. She has, she loves blueberries. That's where she got, I gave her her name, Barry. That's awesome. Have you been to Repticon before? Has it come before? Is, yes, okay. it has come before. I've been there many times. How many times do you think it's been here? I mean, just kind of an idea. Since I've started, I'd say Repticon comes to Oklahoma about three, four times a year. Oh, wow. Okay. So that they way you can keep stocked times. up, basically. Mm-hmm. That's fantastic. That, and you've also got uh, the cold-blooded reptile expo. They come at least six times a year. They come almost every other month. Mm -hmm. So it's not really that hard to keep stock of stocked up on everything. With the mice, it's going to be easy. Make sure they have water, dog food. A bag of dog food will feed them. Mm -hmm. When it comes to Repticon, is it? Can you obviously you can buy the things you need for your for your animals? Do, can you also buy, is there information and stuff that you can get? Uh, not a lot of people on hand are going to have, you know, info cards telling you about the animals. But most of the people there, if you have any questions, you can ask them. They're, the people there are very knowledgeable about the stuff they raise and what you need to care for. It. Some of the questions when you're getting a snake you're going to want to ask is, you know, what size of mice or rat is it eating how often is it eating that's one of the big important questions you're going to want to ask when you first get it because i know when i first did that i wasn't getting them so i never knew when to feed or not yeah because they don't eat all the time it's not like a dog where you no. just throw them a dog food and and let them eat whenever they want you they they only eat on a it's not on a regular basis. well no. it's it's on a regular basis but it's not it's it there's a long pause between eating yeah, and if you feed it something too big, it can stress the snake out. It can cause it to regurgitate it, which is very harmful for the snake, very uncomfortable for them. That and some of your snakes, they can go a decent time without eating. I've had a snake go three months without eating. Wow. Wow, So and it just kind of depends on what you what you feed them because they can stay full. It just full depends for on Is their... it how they digest it? Is that basically what it is? It takes them a long time to digest, but really when you're feeding them, they can eat anything. Thing. Even with their small heads, it surprised me sometimes how much they can eat. They can eat anything up to the thickest part of their body. Wow. <laughs> which, which must be fairly fascinating to watch eat, watch, watch happen. 
Have you? Have, have, and so, so, so you said you were three. What? I mean, what brought you? Was your were your parents into it? Were you, or was it just something you wanted to start doing? Um, I think my mom just kind of thought I was ready for a pet. Let me go to the pet store. It was just one I picked out. You just decided I'm going to go for a snake. Yeah. Yeah, and, and, and since then you've just been, have you been, you said you've been going through YouTube to kind of learn some stuff, but do, would you say most, for the most part, you're just self-taught on, on how to... For the most part, I'm self-taught, especially on my spiders. My spiders, my first two were not, my first two spiders were not very good starters. Mm-hmm. I had very fast and very aggressive old worlds. Mm-hmm. And for a starter, you're going to want a new world. You're going to want something that's more bulky and more slow-moving, not something that's more narrow and agile and you said there you have 30 tarant- types of tarantulas 30 i have different- over 30 different sp- species how i did not know there were 30 different species there's a uh, multiple you've got your brachypalmas your gramastole your kilobrachies those are just semi-rays a lot of uh the real fast ones but the real colorful are the uh poinsentherias those are going to be your more Aggre- they're known to be more aggressive and agile, but if you know what you're doing, I've seen people hold them just fine. That's amazing. And and again, just all these all these animals. How long does it take you to to take care of each one of them? Do you just kind of have a schedule? Do you know? I mean, how does that go about? My uh, snakes, they are on a schedule of they're fed once a week, except for my uh, rosy tail boa. She's fed every two weeks because she gets a colossus rat. My spiders and scorpions, they're more trickier. It does take me sometimes up to an hour to feed and water all of them because I've got some that will eat that day and some that won't. Mm -hmm. You've just got to pay attention to the size of their abdomen and doing all that. You've also got to miss the substrate, keep that humidity up to help them molt and everything. But really, it's uh, with me, I keep a journal for my spiders. It makes it easier. I keep track of who eats what day, who molted what day. It makes it easier when it comes time to feed. Right, because it's easy to forget on, on your own. And, and so this way you can keep track of it as you go. Yeah. What? Uh, so you've been to Repticon before. Uh, when was the last time? Do you know when the last time they were here? The last time Repticon was here at the fairground, I believe it was, I believe they were here four months ago. Okay. About how many people usually end up going to these things? Um, you normally have, it's normally a two-day event. So in that two days, you normally have anywhere from maybe four to 500 people go in and out that building. That's amazing. And the, all these people, when you first went, did you realize how many people were as interested in this thing that you're interested in? No, nah, I didn't really think. And even... St- Still, it's different for everyone. You're going to have a lot of people that are into what you like. You've just got to go to the right place to find them. Sure, that's why I think anyone goes to conventions <laughs> is to find the thing that they're interested in. And so when you go there, uh, do, you, do you sit there and talk with people about what, what it is they're raising? I mean, does, it get, does that conversation go on? Yes, I, I've done that many a times. I've sat there and talked to uh, many snake and spider breeders about what they're breeding how they care for their animals, what are some things they do. Mm. Really helps get the knowledge. I'll also talk with them, say they'll always keep, some of them are, they're very nice. I've had some of them help keep an eye out for something that I'm looking for or help point me in the right direction of where someone in the building may know or have something that I'm looking for. Mm. 
Are you going to be working at uh, working there with the Herpetological Society? Uh, I don't know if I'll have a table this year, but mm-hmm. there is, I can't remember their name off the top of my head, there is a uh, tarantula table there that I actually help work with. Wow. And so, so there's just, so the varieties, it's not just, it's, although it's called rep, 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 <laughs> Repticon, it's, it's very, it's a variety of, of creatures, not just reptiles. No, it's not just reptiles. I've seen people selling spiders. I've seen people selling guinea pigs, sugar gliders, hamsters, ferrets. It's, oh, wow. it's not just reptiles out there. There is a large variety. I've even seen a table there one time selling baby uh, pot-bellied pigs. Wow. So really, you can just about find anything you need there. Yeah. That's amazing. What, uh, so, and, and like I said, when you go to buy, I'm guessing the people at the tables are, are going to be there to help guide you on, on care yeah, and feeding and things yeah, like that. Yeah, they're going to be there. Um, one table that's normally always there is uh, Snakes Alive, and I'm really good uh, friends with one of the owners, Brittany um i've bought a couple things off of her before and she's very knowledgeable and very friendly she's always willing to lend a hand and i can remember many times lots of little kids have gone up there they've held the snake she has at the tables they've held the guinea pig she'll let you hold anything that's friendly you said there's a variety of animals there are there any animals that uh because some i know some especially your larger cities keep you from owning certain animals or do you know of any animals that are banned in oklahoma city or oklahoma that you cannot have as far as uh, as far as what they sell there i guess Uh, not i mean because otherwise they wouldn't be able to sell them uh one thing there has uh they did one year they had some baby crocodiles you do they don't normally can't really sell those you have to have a special permit for them one thing i found interesting is among the all the different kinds of snakes in Oklahoma City. The only snake that you are not allowed to have is the green anaconda. Cobras, vipers, anything else, that's okay. It's just not the green anaconda. Do you know why? I do not know why. It's probably because of the size and the humidity mm-hmm. of them. Because green anacondas get over 30 feet long. They can weigh up to 500 pounds. Wow, yeah, I've seen the movie. Um, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so I, so there are some restrictions, but for the most part... Just about anything in Oklahoma City that, that you you want to get, whatever you're kind of whatever you're kind of passionate about, is, you could probably find a reptilicon, repticon. Yes, they're gonna have. They've got all sorts. I've seen them have iguanas, geckos, bearded dragons, monitors. They they've got a little bit of almost everything at that expo. That's wonderful. And are you excited about going this weekend? Yeah, I'm excited. I always go keeping my eye out for new things, and even though rep. Oklahoma, not a lot of people go there. I wouldn't count you. If you're after something mm-hmm. specific, I'd always go because you're. I've always told myself I'm not going to find it at Repticon, something I'm looking for. And it, they may not have it that time, but they may have it next time. Mm-hmm. I've got uh, two snakes I was actually very deeply looking for, and they are very hard to find uh, super phantoms. I did not think I was going to find any of them. And at that expo, I found one male and one female. Wow. So you could actually mate them. Mm-hmm. What, what, what is a super phantom? A super phantom is a type, uh, ball python morph. They're known for having a yellow stripe down their spine and then a very light purple across their back and then a lightish gray across the rest of their belly. That's amazing. And I mean, a lot of people are freaked out by, by reptiles and snakes. What yeah, do you, what do you tell them to kind of 
make them not freak out so much. Well, with me, I kind of, like with my snakes, I just think snakes have a bad reputation. Mm -hmm. They're not all friendly. A snake's first instinct isn't going to be to bite you, especially with a ball python. They're very friendly. As long as you handle them often, get them out, hold them, don't treat them right, make sure they're properly cared for and everything, they're very docile creatures. Right. And, and so you've got to make sure that they're used to being handled by you. you got to make sure they're used to being handled and you have to know their uh, their habits. Like my rosy tail boa, she's extremely docile, but she has a strong feeding response. She can smell rats. So if you sm your hand smells like a rat, she she's going to strike because she thinks it's food. Mm -hmm. She has no idea. She just she does not, she doesn't She doesn't think because of her feeding response. Mm -hmm. Ball pythons, they have eyes, but they don't have the best of vision. They're more... On smell and heat, and is it remember correctly this part of the smell and, and heat that they're getting is from their tongues? Is that yes? Not they're they're sensing the airwaves, but that's for mostly smell and ev heat and everything. Mm -hmm. They have um, spe a special little line uh, nose design. I don't really know what you call it, but it um, helps them to sense heat and everything. That's amazing. And what would, what would you tell people about becoming um, an owner, a pet owner for, for one of these animals? Definitely uh, one thing I would do is get a baby. They're going to be a little... You want to get a baby, but you want to talk with the owner first. You want to make sure it's eating well and everything. Because I've gotten a snake before that actually... It wasn't until I had it for a couple months that I realized that my snake was sick because I hadn't paid attention to what I was feeding him. So he, he ended up dying, but I, it helped me learn. You definitely want to start out with a baby because it's very interesting watching these things grow and everything. And they, they live a decent lifespan. They live 15 to 20 years. They live a decent life. Wow. And so, so if, if young children were to, 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 you know, maybe get a baby snake, it could actually last them all the way into adulthood. Yeah. And so, so is there, is there that kind of feeling at, do you get, see a lot of young people at the Repticon? I, I see a decent amount of young people. Yeah. And uh, interested in possibly <laughs> doing this for, for, uh, yeah, I've seen it. Young kids that they, they're fascinated by colors and everything. They, I've seen young kids come up and t tell their parents that when they get older, they want to own a snake. They want to own a spider. They want a gecko. Mm -hmm. I, I have seen little kids there very interested in the animals that are being sold there. Yeah, it's a great way to get started, I'm guessing. And, and mm -hmm. so are, are, there, are there people there that can kind of guide these kids on to uh, proper ownership? Yes, definitely. Each table that sells their stuff are very knowledgeable in it. And you can get something as simple as a gecko, a frog, a toad. There's a little bit of everything there for anyone that wants to get into anything else. Kind of like Harry Potter there. They could just have whatever animal they want. Yeah. That's wonderful. And so it, you, you've got this coming up uh, it, on Saturday and, and Sunday. I think if I remember correctly, this time's on, do you know the time's on Saturday? It is open from, if I remember correctly, 10 to 4 on Saturday. Saturday, they normally do what's called a VIP pass where you can get in an hour early. Wow. And then I think on Sunday, 
It's from 10 to 5. Actually, Saturday, 10 to 5. There we go. I just finally yeah. got it on. There's 10 to 5 on Saturday and 10 to 4 on Sunday. So, But, but you can... You could actually be in at. Have you done ever done the VIP? I have done the VIP pass. Why, before. why do that? I, I like it because it gives me a chance to get in there, look around, see everything before people start pouring in and it get, starts getting crowded. Yeah, uh, because also we're talking about kids. Uh, if you get in there maybe a little bit before then, you can kind of take a quick look around uh, to, to what you need without having to crowd around. Um, some of the the, the, the the normal people that are wa just walking around yeah. just to see what's up there. Yeah, there have been a few times um, my family has walked away from a table because there were a lot of people crowded around that mm -hmm. table. And it's not really the people's fault. Mo every time I've seen a table crowded, it's because someone's got one of their animals out and they're telling people about it, like a snake morph, how they produced it, what's its feeding habits and everything, what does it care for it. Now, at the expo, you, you can sometimes get bit. I actually have seen someone holding a baby ball python once, and it turned around and bit their hand. Wow. Is this just because of what it was smelled like? Is it, is just... it can be that. It can just be because it's scared. You also mm -hmm. have to think with the baby that they're going to be shy. Every baby except maybe one or two that I've ever gotten has been shy. But for the most part, it's safe. To... Yes, but for the <laughs> most part, it, it's safe. They're... The owners there aren't going to let you hold anything that can bite or hurt you. Right. And certainly not anything that's going to be poisonous that could, yeah. yeah. But you can, but, uh, you can buy uh, uh, snakes and other things that are poisonous there, correct? No. No, I, okay. No, the Repticon does have some restrictions okay. on that. Uh, you can't bring any poisonous snakes, so you're not going to see cobras, vipers, or cotton mouse, anything there. Also, everything is securely locked. Everything's going to be in a tub or locked, and unless the owner's getting it out or you're buying it, that, then it's going to be secure and safe. That's wonderful. So they're really making sure. Again, if 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 a python bites you, I'm guessing it's it's not poisonous, right? No, it's not poisonous. They don't have fangs. They have a bunch of tiny little serrated teeth, but it, it's not really going to hurt. No, uh, snakes don't, ball pythons don't chew. They actually swallow their prey hole. They're constrictors. <laughs> okay. So so why do you know I, any idea why they would have the, the teeth then? I, I don't know. I, I'm... They use the teeth. It helps them grip onto their prey because when they go to eat their prey, they actually dislocate their jaw every time. And so this helps them hold onto it. When it they dislocate them. it, they'll run off if, it, if they don't have a hold of it. No, that that's why they're constrictors. They will actually squeeze their prey to death before they start eating it. Wow! And so, so, so you can actually be bit by a python, but it's not going to. Will will it break the skin? Do you know? It can sometimes. Yeah. It's not going to do all the times. So it's not going to make you bleed much. Right. And it's not like fangs. It's not like what we yeah. see in you know in movies and TVs where the the yeah. bite goes straight in from a from a rattler or a or a copperhead or something yeah. like that. That's amazing. And and again, it's it's. Do you, do you hope that something like Repticon helps to educate the public about snakes and other types of animals? Yeah, I, I think it does. They, they do from the time they open to the time they close, about every hour, two hours. They do have classes over certain animals, how to care for them, everything. I've sat through some of these classes. They're very informational on giving me the info I need about the care and the habits of these animals. Yeah, and I guess of the variety of animals that they have, they've, they've really kind of got, they've got a lot of subjects to go over. 
Yes, definitely. What is, what's your favorite? Uh, is there a favorite part of, of Repticon that you enjoy? I think my favorite part about Repticon is meeting all the other people that share the same interest in the animals that I share because with these animals and spiders and snakes especially, just because of the reputation that they're terrifying, dangerous creatures, most people tend to want to run away from that. But they're safe. And that's that's the message you'd like to, to, to tell people. Yes, they're safe. With all animals, it's really knowing what you're doing. And even with, if that animal is known to be dangerous, it's being able to respect it and admire it for its beauty. And it doesn't matter whether it's a snake or a dog, even a dog or uh, even a cat. They can all be, then those are natural, you know, what normal people have. Those can be just as dangerous and yeah. just as deadly as any snake or cert certainly uh, some of your non-poisonous snakes. Yeah. What, so you've, you've been going for a while, and, and do you know, uh, how, where do people come from? Is it, is, it, is it pretty much the region, or do other people come from other areas? Uh, other people do come from other areas. I actually have a, few a couple times met people there that are from Arkansas, Kansas. It's not just Oklahoma that comes to this. There are people from other states that come to this event. That's amazing. And to see these kinds of enthusiasts coming in and uh, just excited to, to not only learn what they can, possibly get, <laughs> get something they need, but also just to, to meet with each other and to, to have fun and to talk about the thing that you're interested in. Yeah. Which is, again, what we always talk about here on the, the podcast is just whatever you're, you're geeky about. It's just it's fun to be around those kinds of people. Yeah, it, it's fun getting out, talking to people about things that you like and them also showing an interest in it. That's wonderful. Now, I was looking at the, the prices uh, and I lost it again. There it is. Um, I guess it's is it 12. It's twelve dollars. So, so it's twelve dollars for the whole for both days. Um, or is that, yeah, no, see, I'm confused. <laughs> uh, the two day ticket is $17, mm -hmm. um, which is a, a really good deal, especially, I mean, $5 for kids under, you know, under the age between five and 12 years old. That's really not a bad price at all for, for these yeah. kind of things, especially for two full days that you could go. Could you find something on, on Sunday that you wouldn't necessarily find on Saturday? Or is it mostly just going because the classes are different? What's, what's, what do you would say? Why would you say someone should get a two-day pass? I say someone should get a two-day pass because, again, there's going to be different classes. But also, let's say you go Saturday and you see something you really want, but it's kind of out of your price range. Normally, if you go back the next day, most of the owners are going to want to lower their will lower their prices because they're it's the last day they're wanting to sell mm -hmm. stuff. I can know times I've seen spiders there that are $100. I go back the next day, I've gotten them for 70, 80 bucks. Mm -hmm. Right, because they don't they don't want to have to carry them to the next location. They want to yeah. they want to go ahead and get rid of them right there. So you've gotten you've got some pretty good deals then on Sunday then. Mm -hmm. You you can get a decent deal and I mean even on Saturday going you may be able to get some good deals like my Super Phantoms, my female was she was priced at $450, and my mail was priced at $400. I got both of them for $700. Mm -hmm. So just all together. So, so a lot of times, you can, I guess you can haggle with a lot of the sale, sellers out there. You, you can if, if you keep it fair and mm -hmm. tr not try to drop it too low. Like You're definitely not going to want to try to drop them to, to $200 for a $500 snake. 
Right. But at least maybe uh, something that you might be able to work out, especially yeah. if you're talking about because bu- buying a pair uh, is is better for you and for the seller because they are getting rid of a male and female altogether. Yeah. So, so maybe, oh, well, I'll have a, both of these for a certain price. You can actually haggle that way with yeah. it. That's really good. And so, and and I'm guessing the the sellers are just as excited about these kinds of animals as you are. Yeah, I, I think I've seen a lot of people go in there walk around, get very excited about the things that are being sold, the different colorations and everything. Mm. Are, 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 there's, I guess, as many colors as the rainbow, as far as more than that, obviously, of, of just different types of animals that you could get there. Yeah, there's definitely different colorations, different combos. Your ball pythons, they're going to come in a lot of different colorations. Any color you can think of, you're going to find a ball. You can find a ball python in that mm. color. Same with your spider, same with your leopard geckos. That's wonderful. Where can people find is, do you? Do you do anything as far as uh, uh, YouTube or, or, or uh, Twitter or Facebook or with, with your animals? Do you just, it's just for you, just an exciting thing to raise them? I mean, it's an exciting thing to raise them. There are some YouTubers I watch that are very knowledgeable about what they watch. Same with uh, online. And if with me, I'm in a couple groups that I'm, got very close friends in that I trust, and if I ever have a question, I can ask them. What are some of the groups that you're, you're a part of? Uh, one of the big ones that I'm in is uh, the TKC, the Tarantula Keeper Coalition. It's uh, a group that I've been in for about a year now. They're a very big tarantula group. That you're gonna have, they've got some people there that have knowledge about other things too. You've got a question about any kind of spider, you can post it on that group and it's a very friendly group. Unlike other groups, you're not going to get a ba- bunch of backlash if you're doing something wrong. You're going to have people there that correct you in a kind, positive manner. That's wonderful. Yeah, because it's not it, – it, it, the only they way do, to learn is to learn. You, they you, do auctions and stuff too, so you can wow. win stuff there. They've done giveaways. They do breeding projects with other people. Uh, me recently, uh, I got – uh, what were they called? I got three baby uh, Poincentheria vitatas. It's a species of uh, spider that's currently banned. So what they're doing is they're sending them th- uh, pairs of three out to across the uh, states to help get that uh, species populated in that mm-hmm. state, so you can sell them in the state. That's wonderful because because they're 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 um, they're uh, endangered. Is that why they're banned? Is because you, yeah. That and another species that uh, recently came out hasn't been out very long in the United States is the uh, the T. Celadonia, the Brazilian jeweled. Mm-hmm. That's a very pr- beautiful spider, but it's very expensive. Right, because it's so rare, and and, and I'm guessing they're, they're I'm, it, I'm guessing they want to make sure that you're you're going to raise these, not they're you're going to take care of them. Yeah. Yeah. It's a very for the pivotatas. It was a very extensive process. That it, I applied for it a month ago, and it was a month before they sent out to everyone who was getting them because they go through everyone, read your experience. They had sent you a list of questions. What do you care for? What have you cared for? How long have you been raising them? What all have you bred? What all have you paired? They went through an extensive process of picking who that wanted to help. 
extend the project. Sure, they want to make sure you're going to be a good daddy to mm -hmm. these, these animals. That's wonderful. Um, and uh, again, we're, we're talking about uh, Repticon, which is going to be this weekend, Saturday from 9 to 5 and Sunday. No, no, no. Saturday from 10 to 5 and Sunday from 10 to 4, unless you get the VIP pass, which gets you in a an hour earlier. Two-day tickets are $17 and one-day tickets are $11. I guess, Austin, the, the final question is why should someone go? Because I think someone should go because, you, like you were saying, you're going to meet people there that are interested in what you're interested in. It's a good way to go out there, meet new people, make friends, learn more about animals, learn something about something you may not have ever thought about raising. With me, I never thought I'd raise a spider, and I went to an event, bought two, and ever since then I've been raising and breeding them. Yeah, so it's something that could be lead you on a lifelong journey. It could journey. be something that leads you to start raising something you didn't think you'd ever have an interest in. That's wonderful. Austin, thank you very much for, for joining and, and talking with us. Thank you for having me. So that's going to do it for our show. You can find us on Twitter and Facebook at Okie Geek Podcast. That's also the address for our Gmail account. We'd love to hear from you. You can find me on Twitter at KOSU Michael C. And do you or someone you know have an event coming up? Please let us know so we can talk about it on our show. You can also find us on Apple Podcasts. Be sure and subscribe, rate us, and leave a comment. Until next time, along with Austin Harris, I'm Michael Cross, reminding you to keep calm and geek on.